who's done with that? Um, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Pastor Corey. I'm the lead pastor here. And I, uh, if you've not met me, I'm wearing a tie today. This thread hanging from my neck. Um, don't get used to it. Uh, I don't think I've worn one of these in a while. Um, good to see you today. It's uh, great to see a lot of new faces. Welcome to Conduit. Uh, we're glad that you are here. And this is Vinny. Give it up for Vinny. We are in the middle of, actually we're at the end of a series called Oh What Fun, celebrating the fun and Christmas, all the different aspects of Christmas that can be a bit stressful, uh, a bit uh, burdensome, uh, a bit fun. Yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to take that angle on it. And so we focused on people uh, and some of the relationships that uh, seemingly... As the tension rises this time of year, whether those relationships are marriages or, or your own children or your own parents or maybe those aunts and uncles or um, people that you see maybe once a year, um, those kind of relations, like this is the time of year, it's fun to see our people, right? Um, and then we talked about gifts. We talked about all the beautiful representation of the gifts that come into our life. Um, we talked about food last week. We feasted well, didn't we, downstairs? It was such a fun week to celebrate all the memories that come with all the great food and all the great things that we were able to eat. And all along the way, we had different activities or service projects that we were able to serve our city with along, those way, along the way with those particular things. But today, today is Oh What Fun Music, And this is probably why there's not an open seat in this room is because a lot of you have come to see, not me, uh, you've come to see uh, your little uh, grandchild or your niece or nephew or your own child come up here and sing uh, songs that they've uh, prepared and they've been working on. Our conduit kids crew and our worship team has worked so hard and they're going to come up here shortly um, after the message and just uh, we're going to sing together, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of fun surprises uh, in and throughout their songs. It's going to be a fun, fun morning. But I want you to just take a moment, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 2, oh what fun music. Now, I am not musically talented. Uh, I love music, I listen to music pretty much Throughout the day, I, I, I am um, neck deep in music, I, but I'm, I don't play an instrument. I certainly don't sing. Um, and it's fun, it's fun like this time of year to listen to Christmas music. And, and for me especially, I, I almost wanted to start the series a week earlier just so that you could put, oh, what fun movies. That would have been like the best week. Oh, Christmas movies, come on. Those are the best things, and part, one of the best parts about Christmas movies is, is some of the, the soundtracks, and, and when you watch a Christmas movie over and over and over, even just the soundtrack of whether it's Home Alone or Christmas Vacation or, or, or It's a Wonderful Life, just some of the sounds, when you hear it, it brings you back, doesn't it? It brings you back to maybe when you were a kid watching that for the very first time. There's power in... Music, isn't there? There's power in 
movies. There's power in the story that how music ties together all of the things Christmas, right? I love, I love, love music. Now, I want to just spend a little bit of, of time talking about the pioneers of music. Now, before I do that, I, want, I first want to find out, what is your favorite Christmas song? What is your favorite Christmas song? And then I, I might have uh, Vinny come up and sing it, perhaps. Uh, uh, but what is your favorite Christmas song? What is it? Whoa. These are great. I didn't hear any of y'all. Christmas shoes. <laughs> okay. Hopefully they'll sing one of them here in a moment. Hopefully we'll sing one of them here tomorrow night for the Christmas Eve service via candlelight. Or hopefully we'll sing one of them tonight when you come for um, caroling. But moving on to just music in general. How many of you guys like uh, country music? Okay, none of you. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> a lot of you, a lot of you, I understand. I, I, I kind of like country music. Um, or um, <laughs> pop. How many of you like pop music? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not judging. This is a safe place. All right. How many of you like rap? Okay. I got my hand raised. Don't judge me. All right. Um, now, in each one of these genres lies not just a genre or type of music, But in, in, the, in each one of these genres lies a pioneer of that genre. A pioneer of that music genre. For example, the pioneer of pop music is none other than the king of pop, Michael Jackson, right? Again, I feel like we should have me come up and try the moonwalk, right? No, we're good. No, we're good. We're good. The king of pop, Michael Jackson. Or, again, back to country music. If you are a country music fan, obviously, I, and I googled a little bit, I researched this a little bit because I know y'all country music fans, you're, you're, this is a little bit of a touchy subject, and, and y'all aren't like just armed with, typically armed with uh, fists. Um, so you got to be really careful with this discussion. But uh, you're a... <laughs> Your original pioneer for country music is none other than, give it up for Johnny Cash. Yes. And even if you're not into country music, gotta love Johnny Cash. He is the pioneer of country music. Or perhaps, maybe you're, maybe you're, you're more of like, maybe you're like me, you're more from like southern, southern Illinois, Kentucky, Alabama. You're more like, I need, the twi- I need more twang in there. And maybe for you, the pioneer of country music is Garth Brooks. Oh, or not. Or maybe it's, just, maybe it's just Lane Sluga. I don't know. It's just, just you. It's just you. Just you. Maybe, it's, maybe that's an unanswered prayer. I don't know. Or maybe perhaps, I'm so glad Darren is here, because maybe perhaps for you, uh, the pioneer of gangster rap is Tupac Shakur. Because if we're going to have this conversation, I'm going to win. Because it's not Biggie Smalls. 
And I, I may, I know, I, and again, don't judge me. I, I may have grown up in Illinois, which is a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. And I may know, I may have taken two years of Greek, and I may have a master in biblical counseling, but don't judge me. If we're going to be quizzed on 90s gangster rap, I will win all day long. <laughs> all day long, all right? He is the pioneer of rap. Obviously, he go down that road. But ultimately, the king, the pioneer, I think not many people would argue this. Ultimately, music started way before this person. But the pioneer, that didn't just, he didn't just pioneer music, but he pioneered culture around music. He pioneered not just culture around music, but he pioneered the style around music for decades and decades to come. None other than the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Yeah, yeah, come on, right? Now, I, I didn't fully appreciate this until um, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee the first two years of our marriage, and after much like uh, pushing and prodding, a lot of people were like, you gotta go see Graceland, you gotta go see Graceland, and we finally did, and it wasn't until then that I truly appreciated it. So it was walking through his property, his homes, and his, the museums, and, and for goodness sakes, the jungle room. Anybody been to Graceland? You recognize the, 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 the grandeur that this man was the pioneer of music. He was the, at the time, he wasn't just the pioneer of music. While he was alive and at his prime, he had to recognize that he was the new pioneer of music. Because before him, there was another pioneer. And before him, there was another pioneer. And before him, there was another pioneer. And, and part of this debate and part of this discussion that I'm bringing up is that there, a lot of times in a pioneer, there's always pioneers before pioneers, before pioneers, and before pioneers. And where I'm at this morning, where I'm switching gears, where I'm very obviously making a pivot, is that this morning, Mary and Joseph, they were new pioneers. I want you to see right now in Luke chapter 1, in verse 26, Mary and Joseph were new pioneers to something. It wasn't music, obviously. Although, who knows? But it was something very, it was something um, very, it was something tethered close to music. You see, to, to experience music, what do you need to do? You need to hear it. You see, music isn't about seeing it. Although you can see music, and music comes to life when you see it, I guess, or you see it performed. Or, but ultimately, you hear music. So there's power in hearing it. And today, hopefully, my prayer is that this morning you're moved by your grandchild or your child. You're moved by the joy on their face. Hopefully they're smiling and they're not crying and they're like shy, hiding in the back. Or like my child and they're coming and running out and finding you. Hopefully you're filled with joy, the same joy that they have. And you're moved by that because you're hearing what they're singing. And see, there's power in hearing. Mary and Joseph... We're in the same boat. For them, they were a new pioneer 
for faith. Look at verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph to the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled. Wouldn't you be, right? She was greatly troubled at the saying, and she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High, and he, and the, he will be the Lord God. He will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be born, will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, the re your relative, Elizabeth, in her old age, will also, has also conceived a son, and is already in her sixth month with her, who is with child, was also called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am your servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In that moment, all Mary did was hear the word of the Lord. Yes, she may have seen the angel, but all he was was a messenger of the word of the Lord. And when she heard that word, upon that hearing, she believed. She questioned. She didn't understand how it was going to come to fruition, but she ultimately believed. And she began her journey of what it looked like to be a new pioneer of faith. And she began that journey, and she led the way, her and Joseph. Joseph, imagine Joseph. Imagine that conversation. Imagine that tension. Imagine that, that hardship between them, and him walking through, and, and the conversation that later uh, the angel had to have with Joseph, and how he had to hear, not see. He had to hear the word of the Lord, and how hearing for him led to believe. And he stepped as a pioneer into new territory. And because of that new territory that they stepped into, now all of a sudden, they heard, they believed. And it led them to a beautiful place of obedience. They became new pioneers together. This is, this is a picture of something that, guys, we cannot miss. And I want to dive into this a little bit further because let's go back for a moment to... <laughs> oh, what fun music. Michael Jackson. 
Johnny Cash, Garth Brooks, Tupac and Biggie, and the king himself, Elvis. Follow me, all right? This is not blasphemy. This is just life, all right? (laughs) They were pioneers in a music industry in their basement, in their garage, in their room with a pen and paper. Why? Because ultimately they are in their studio. Ultimately, here it is. As a pioneer, here's how it's defined. They heard something that no one else heard. And they trusted, eventually, they kept trusting what they heard. Does that make sense? They heard something that no one else had heard yet. And they kept trusting what they had heard. It's as simple as that. For those music guys, just think about it from a music standpoint before we get into all this. They heard something that no one else had heard yet. And they kept trusting what they had heard and felt like there was something there and they kept pioneering a way forward in a small way. And like, will this matter in another 100 years? No. 200 years? No. But I'm pointing out a very small, understandable way that they simply heard something that no one else had heard yet and they trusted what they had heard And they went forward. Mary and Joseph in the same way. They heard something that no one else had heard yet. And they trusted what they heard. And Mary and Joseph together, no no one else yet, individually, they heard something that no one else had heard yet. And they trusted what they heard. And they moved together. Imagine how this was tested as they began that discussion with mom, Mary's mom and dad, with Joseph's mom and dad, with their friends and their family. They're, they're not married yet. Um, this, is, this is obviously a big deal. Imagine that conversation back to Mary and Joseph. The fact that Mary is a virgin and she's communicating this to Joseph. Just literally, scientifically. uh, Mary, how does this happen? You see, ultimately, believing is about the hearing, not the seeing. You need to know that this morning. That believing is not necessarily about the seeing. It's about hearing. You say, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, sometimes you just need to see it to believe it. And I would say, I don't know, man. Baloney. That's not true. That's not true. In fact, Um, Paul says in Romans 10, in verse 17, he says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
You see, if we're only relying, if we're only believing, if we're only trusting in what we can see, then there will hardly ever be a point that we believe. Nor should we base our faith ultimately on what we just make up in our head. Because this is important, guys. This is important. Don't just believe to just believe. What is, what is the basis of our faith? Or what is, the, what is the oxygen of our faith? For Mary and Joseph, what was the oxygen of their faith? What was the message or what was the thing that was feeding their faith? It was hearing. They heard something that nobody else had heard before yet. And they kept trusting what they had heard. Listen, it's saying over and over, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the importance of reading the word of God. This is the importance of hearing the word of God. This is the importance of speaking and living in gospel community with one another. Guys, this is the importance of reading and studying the Bible on your own is you have this depth of understanding that you're not just hearing it, you're reading it, you're, you're, you're bathing yourself in the truth of understanding. Because when you look around and you base your life on what you see, it's shifting sand, isn't it? And some of you um, folks that... Some of you folks that are... Um, older and wiser than myself, I'm sure you of all people would attest to this. Like life, it's, it's shifting sand. And to put your faith in, whether it's money or health or family or all these pillars that are so easy to feel like so secure in, give it five minutes or five years or a decade and it, it changes, right? But ultimately, we put our faith and what we hear and hearing the word of God and hearing God's voice and hearing it through the word for Mary and Joseph, that was enough for them to keep trusting. For them, they were the new pioneers of faith. So today I want to talk to you, just I wanted to point out simply for Mary and Joseph that they were the new pioneers of faith. They were the new pioneers of what it looked like to trust God. But I also wanted to talk not to you guys. I wanted to talk about you, conduit. Just, I know there's a lot of visitors today, but I just want to talk to Conduit for a moment. If you attend here regularly, um, I want to talk not at you. I want to talk about you. You, just like Mary and Joseph, the first century Jewish culture, Mary and Joseph were, they were in that moment, they were new pioneers of what it looked like to trust God. We're rounding the corner of 2019. Conduit like, we have this opportunity right now, and you are showing, and I'm, I saw it this year in 2018. We challenged you in January to lean in as a church. We challenged you to give like you've never given before. We, we challenged you to serve like you've never served before. We asked you to lean in and be at the church that you're supposed to be. We challenged you to, to run after this vision that we've been running after. We challenged you leaders to step up and step in. We challenged you to be a part of gospel community. And dang it, you did it. And here we are. We're at this point, And I'm seeing this family of God come together. You, you are the new pioneers of what it looks like to trust God. You are the new pioneers 
of faith. In this moment, right here in my life, I'm seeing it right now. You're the new pioneers, and this matters immensely to me. It matters immensely to the city, and I know it matters immensely to the families here. And I feel like you need to know that, and you need to believe that. And I know that like, from a, a big picture concept, that needs to encourage you. But maybe for other people that aren't here, um, or that don't come here on a regular basis, let me talk to you for a second. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we hold near and dear to, uh, to Conduit is, in a, is a big part of, we just went through this new vision this year, um, big plans, big exciting things for Vision 2025, coming in this next seven years. Lots of things on the list, lots of exciting things happening. And one of the things that um, the leadership knows that this is like right in, probably in the forefront of something I'm talking about, thinking about, dreaming about, is this desire to plant churches. And um, it is, is a proven fact, a proven statistic that one of the best ways, one of the best ways to reach people for Jesus and to help a community is to plant a church. One of the best ways, one of the best tools to reach people for Jesus, to make disciples and help a community, is to plant churches. Fact. I don't know if this is true, but I heard someone say this the other day. One of the things, separate fact, and I don't know if this is a fact, this is just, maybe you would agree, maybe you disagree. Um, one of the things that turns people away from becoming a Christian um, are Christians. I'll take that chuckle as if that's maybe true. So, I'm trying to put the two and two together. And I, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you people that, that maybe are here today and you're like, and maybe you chuckled because you're like, dude, right? I got a list of all kinds of people. I'm like, I'm not sure about this because of this, this and this person. I want to challenge you. Okay, I'm just going to be really blunt. You're here. My name is Corey. Um, you're in the room. We are so glad you're here. Um, the people that are here are just trying to follow Jesus. We all got issues, including the guy you're looking at wearing the tie. Um, we're doing our absolute best to be more like Jesus, to live and love and serve like him. And we want you to be a part of that. There's no ladder of, hey, you're more spiritual than me or vice versa. We want to help each other along in that. And I want to challenge you, if that maybe is your perspective, I want to challenge you to join us. I want to challenge you to be a part of that. And I want to like literally just say bluntly, I want you to, to give it some time. Give it six months. Give it a year. Be a part of what we call open houses. Be a part of, of our church just attending and just get an idea of, of where we're at and what we're doing. And so you have an idea like, wait, wait, wait. Maybe these people aren't so bad. You know what? Here's the other thing too. Jesus Christ loves you. And he died for you. He died on the cross for you. He was born on Christmas, 
I mean, maybe not historically, but that's when we celebrate it. Well, that's in a whole other story. You get the idea. This whole season is about him. And yes, right now, we want today to be a brand new day for you. We want you to, to leave completely different. But you know what I want more than anything? We want you to become a follower of Jesus, not just somebody that's like, yeah, I'm in. We want you with us. We want you to be a part of our family. And so that's really important to us, and we want to be an encouragement to you in that. That you would be a pioneer in the same way as we're pioneering. Not that we've got it figured out. Part of being a pioneer, as it was for Mary and Joseph, they didn't have it figured out. They didn't have it figured out. They didn't know where they were going. Necessarily, they know like geographically where they were going. They knew what they were called to do. They heard it, and they stepped into obedience. Back to Romans 10, 17. Let me close by saying this. He says, um, but how can people call for help if they do not know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard the, of the one who can be trusted? And how can, it, how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how, can anybody, how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why scripture exclaims, a sight to take your breath away. Grand processions of people telling all good things of God. But not everybody is ready for this. Ready to see and hear and act? Isaiah asked, what we all ask at one time or another, does anybody care, God? Is anybody listening and believing a word of it? The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there is nothing to listen to. Today, maybe for you, you're in this season of life like Mary and Joseph. And you've been called into a season of hearing and you can't see where you're going. You can, you can hear God, but you don't see God. You can hear, you've heard what he's asked you to do, but you can't see what he's asked you to do. In your marriage, as a parent, maybe a health issue, he's called you into new territory, you're pioneering, you're marching forward, like, God, I have no idea what this looks like. I'm filled with self-doubt. I'm filled with insecurities. I'm filled with fear. I have no idea. So is Mary and Joseph. So is every pioneer that's ever lived pioneering any, anything. Mary and Joseph was filled with fear and doubt and self-doubt. And they ultimately came to this point. That in those days, they went out a decree that Caesar Augustus, that ultimately, verse 2, this was the registration that went out that is, excuse me, verse 4. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, who was called Bethlehem, because he was the house of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, to be the betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, 
the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So eventually she came to the point where she had the baby. Guess what? Jesus was eventually born. You know the story. But they didn't know that in the moment. They were stepping forward not knowing what this was going to come, what was going to come about. We don't know in our marriage, in our home, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our churches, in our cities, our jobs, our promotions, or our financial situations, our health issues. We have no idea what's coming. No idea what's coming. But we're hearing and we're trusting. We're hearing and we're trusting. Would you just stand with me as we close? For Mary and Joseph, their story of faith doesn't end with them. For Mary and Joseph, their story of faith doesn't end with them. Obviously, it carries on through the Son of God. and It carries on forever and ever through their Son. It doesn't end with them, but it, it starts with them. It starts with them. And it circles back to them. And this is the thing with, with faith. It, it doesn't end with you, but it starts with you. And I think this is the thing as we walk away, as we, we, just, as we just close our eyes. The faith journey you're on, as you're hearing this morning the word of the Lord, has faith started with you. Faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Faith in Jesus Christ as your leader. Faith in hearing the word of God and hearing what he's asked you to do and stepping forward in obedience. God, this morning I just pray over these people that, that have come, I just pray right now that you'd give them the guts. You'd give them the faith. You'd give them what they need to step forward. God, they've heard it. And maybe they've heard it. They've heard something that nobody else has heard. But it's rooted in your word. It's rooted in their life and what you've asked them to do. And may they trust what they've heard as Mary and Joseph has done. God, I pray this morning over each individual, God, I pray for those that are hurting, that can't see past their pain. God, I pray this morning that you would touch their pain. I pray that this morning that you would get that focus off of that for a moment, that they would see you, whether physically, emotionally, mentally. God, I just pray right now they'd see you, that they'd see your glory, they'd see your plan in this moment, because you are so good, you are so good, and what you're calling them to, and what you're speaking to them, may we hear, may we simply just hear what you have to say, and may we trust what we hear. 
pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.